Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We got a one-star review that rolled in uh, this week of a guy named Larry. Oh, no. He's like, I came here through last podcast on the left, and I was enjoying it until they went down the road of misandry. Do you say it? Misandry? It means means they are nagging on men. Right, 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 right. What are we? What did we? So when we call when we call out stupid men for being Mm -hmm. stupid, Mm -hmm. that's fine. We also call out ourselves for being stupid, and we call out stupid women. Everybody on the show. I mean, to be fair, that's the fun of it. I know. To be fair, he may have you know uh, been on some older episodes where it was definitely all four of us hosts, just like ugh. Men, you know, fine. <laughs> Guess what? It's a it, it was a round table of ladies all relating to each other. And y'all, you do have some work to do. Okay. It's true. It's true. Larry, Larry, are Larry. you listening? Larry, Larry, you out there? Um one star Larry. listening on one star. <laughs> 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 Well, hi, hi, Andrea. I missed you. What are we listening hi, to? Brooke. I missed you. What are we? What are we doing? We both We're, went places. We went I to know. the mountains. Well, first and first things first. Like, welcome to Sidework Podcast, everybody. Hi, welcome to Sidework Podcast. Uh, yeah, and that's Brooke Van Poplin, your host over there. Hello. And that's our co-host, uh, just just the woman of the hour, about to tell us about her woman of the hour <laughs> travels, Andrea Wallace, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just like you, Brooke, I went into the mountains. I went to a different mountain range than you. Um, we went to the Eastern Sierras, which is like Mammoth Lakes area, and did some camping for it a looked- few days. And God damn it, it was great. I, we need a like a real in person you and me catch up and hang outside of yeah. this Zoom yeah. situation because I, I want to hear yeah. all about it. It looked phenomenal. And you know who I bumped into was our uh, our old co host Miss Jocelyn Hughes was there. Shout out to Jay Hughes, everybody. Miss Jazzy, uh, we're both there. We went uh, we went on and Brian was there and another friend and we went on a oh god would you say Brian a ten mile hike with each other. That's awesome. Which, which was actually worth it. It was a, a glorious, glorious hike called the Little Lakes Valley Hike. Yeah. Um, hike to the very end to a pretty much, I would say, snowpack, glacier-fed lake. All jumped in, probably 30 degrees. Holy shit. And then hiked uh, five miles back in a wet swimsuit. <laughs> My butthole was like, what? Okay, girl. <laughs> what you doing, girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, that, that kind of be... I mean... Uh, my little getaway was very necessary. I did what I had to do. Uh, found an appropriate cabin up in Big Bear. Just went by myself, you know, and then 
started calling people who I felt COVID safe around. I was just like, well, Mara, Mara's been off a plane for about six Mara's days. Mara's been great. Mara's yeah. been great. We're fine. We're, we're a week apart from, you know, potentially contaminating one another, but we had a good hang and catch up. It was just wonderful. We made meals for each other. Uh, Mara and I always end up on accidental romantic getaways Aww. over the years. Kind of like you and my, you and myself when we ended up yeah, yeah. in Big Bear Oh, with, in the fuck tub? With the fuck tub in the in the motel room. So <laughs> like one time like Bryant, Brooke and I went to Big Bear to have like a writing retreat and Brooke was like, this cabin looks so cute. And we walked in, it was like dingy, cigarette stained, like old pink floral polyester uh, tip bedspreads and a fuck tub with the cheapest looking biggest thing of lavender purple bubble bath I've ever seen that was just a yeast infection waiting to happen. You know? I, I would say yeast infection if not that. Uh, UTI hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I got the two I got the listings mixed up. They both looked like each other sort of from the front. I got excited, booked the wrong one. We immediately walked up and I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, no. We can't stay here. And they were so confused. They were like smoking in the reception area. Like, nobody's ever complained about this. I'm like, you're the one who put the cigarette burns on the. Yeah, we're just we're not we're just not we're not our our relationship isn't ready for a fuck tub. We're yet. not ready you know for a fuck tub. And then we found I I was able to still book the Airbnb we wanted. It was a huge mistake. We had a good laugh, and I've got a video of it, which mm-hmm. I will post on our social Absolutely. media. <laughs> and Andrea, can we also post our our rock jumps? Oh yeah, yes. Absolutely. Okay, we also did like the most. We'll epic. post some, some end okay. of summer fun for you Perfect. guys. Okay. Well, okay, let's let's move into this uh, new type of episode we are doing today, everybody. Mm-hmm. Because you answered our call for additional server-submitted stories. I mean, we get a handful every week, which is amazing, but we got a really great influx. So much. It was awesome. So what we're doing today is we are just going to read your stories for the next however long to, <laughs> I know. Well, to test this out, to see if, uh, if you guys are into it, keep submitting. We can move into additional episode territory. It's true. Yeah. So if you've got some chestnuts, like we always say, we, if they're long, the longer the better. Get detailed. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to hear all about it. You know, but also, um, also if you are not, you know, if writing is not something that you feel comfortable writing as a novel, the short ones are hilarious too. We will still read the short ones, like mm-hmm, no judgment. Mm-hmm. We will, we will take it in all uh, shapes and forms. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get going. Okay. The first server submitted story is themed bathroom vampires. <laughs> My most recent bar gig was at a dive bar on the Lower East Side. Because of its location between Chinatown and the East Village, we received a wide variety of patrons, ranging from art punks to the occasional low-key celebrity, which always made for interesting shifts. Toward the end of a Saturday double, during Fashion Week, we got a call that a certain actress and her entourage were coming by and would need a closed-off section of the bar. Without dropping names, I'll say this actress is most known for her problematic on-screen romance with a glittery vampire and a short stint with a werewolf. Let's call her Krista. <laughs> <laughs> that is like 
like so okay. It's amazing. When Krista and her crew of beautiful cunty fashion gays arrived, you would have thought our staff had seen the actual birth of Christ. <laughs> My coworker came to me and refused to serve Krista because she was so afraid she would make an ass of herself and asked if I would cover her section. This was fun for me because I was 10 hours and four tequila shots into the shift <laughs> and nothing, not even the queen of teen neck biters was going to phase me. Great story. <laughs> Through the remaining hour of my shift, the group seemed well behaved and not particularly demanding. I was counting down the minutes to my 11 and a half hour shift when my coworker brought to my attention that the vampires were slinking off to our single occupancy bathroom in pairs. Rot row. At this point, you could not pay me to care about whatever antics these people were up to. However, we have a strict policy against letting multiples into the bathroom, and our very Greek and very irritable owner had just sat down at the front bar. Everyone's oh like, God. oh no, Stavos is here. Oh no, you just got her. God damn it. God damn it. Well, whatever. He'll leave soon. In hopes of keeping my job for the next 20 minutes, I politely asked the next pair of skinny legends to use the bathroom one at a time. They obliged, but then continued to attempt to enter together. No, no, I said, just one at a time. They glared, I stared, (laughs) (laughs) and they retreated to their corner. I continued to keep an eye on everyone while breaking down the back bar with my coworker, but at some point, Krista and two of her friends found an opportunity to slip away toward the bathroom. My coworker looked at me with a face that read, please don't make me tell Krista to not do cocaine in the bathroom. <laughs> please. I don't want to. This was one of those moments I had to question my life choices. Why did I so badly want to be an actor? How did I become a babysitter of drunks and addicts? <laughs> when will I get to be the famous girl trotting off with gay models to do drugs in a New York bathroom? I still do not have answers. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked on the door a few times before Krista herself opened up, her boys clearly prepping the party on whatever flat surface they could find, all three of them visibly irritated and confused at the audacity of this tired-ass waitress trying to kill their buzz. Listen, I said, I really don't care what you guys are doing, but for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to be on your case, and then I'm going to go home. And you can do whatever you like. Cool. Thanks for understanding. (laughs) Here's my impression. Really? She asked. (laughs) Absolutely, I replied. And in single file, eye rolling, they returned to their table. I finished out the night and lived to work many, many more shifts. Yes. (laughs) Godspeed and good tips. Michelle. <laughs> you know, I've seen Krista around LA. She, me too, me too. She's around. Krista goes she's around. She goes out a lot with this androgynous, like too cool for school. Like, like she said, like she described it, slinky, like gay fashion. Everybody's week. really like lanky. Yeah, it's very androgynous. You know, kind yeah. of a. But I think this is an amazing story. Um, and yeah, I think we've, we've kind of talked about like wrangling, waiting on celebrity types before. And I think there's just, you do have those coworkers that are like, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly. It's too much for me. Ugh, right. And listen, here's the thing, okay? As the server, you do 
have to always remember that you are the one who can bring them things or not. You are the one who can refuse service or tell them to go. Just never forget that you do at the end of the day have that power. I think it's really fun to walk up, be fun, be confident in yourself. Also kind of be a little bit of like a nasty school marm. Be like, what do you, Mm. what do you freaks want right now? I'll hook Mm. it up if you're nice to me. We'll see what I can (laughs) do for you if you're cool. I think big, one of my favorite tactics in New York City and in general, I'd be like, oh my God, like that's so-and-so. And instead of cowering and being horrified to approach them I would I would take a sort of I'm cooler and do you know who I am stance which yes I cannot pull off in other areas of life but as a waitress when I'm trying to like save any last shred of dignity I loved to almost go up to the table and neg them because you know who's meaner than a New York celebrity a fucking New York celebrity bartender or waitress Yes, 100%. Also, you hold the fucking power on so many levels. You're like, oh, I'm the one that brings you your juice. Your, yes. Your, 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 your get fucked up juice. That's my job. So you guys need to respect me. You need and to. And we're not saying hashtag not all celebrities, but, you know, I think it's just if we're talking about that, what Brooke is saying, have a little confidence, play a role. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, pick a part roll with it uh great story michelle i loved it (laughs) i loved it kill the vampires all right this is from at it's just kate 23 i'm not i'm trying to think back which episode when she immediately responds oh you want toilet scrubbing stories eh (laughs) we were talking about about night stewards yes we were so but okay, I'm going to say it a little more like her because I did find out she is from Canada. She's like, oh, you want toilet scrubbing stories, eh? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So she says, former Sue, current business owner, residential and commercial cleaning. One of my contracts is one of the only bars in my small town. Seriously, there's two and the one I clean is the bigger. It's a sports bar, pool hall, but being the only bigger bar, it's the hot spot for parties during the holidays. Boxing Day 2019, a kill me. Basically, (laughs) she's saying we have one private room people can rent for this whole town. (laughs) So there was a party in there that night, aside from the regular party that was happening throughout the bar. I come in the following day at around 5 a.m. to start cleaning before we open back up. And as soon as I walk in the door, I get that dreaded sticky feet feeling and my nose is wafted with stale beer and vomit. Yay, me. God. I, I mean, we both know that. Oh, yes. Oh, that's oh, yes. oh, boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she goes on. Thankfully, I don't live in a party town. Girl, you live in Canada. Anyway. So this only happens a few times a year when major holidays occur. It's usually pretty tame, aside from the occasional piss on the bathroom floor, shit in the urinals. Oh, God. I know. She's like, and she's just like. Dudes are disgusting. Dudes are the worst. Um, Larry, you hear me? Better gross. One star Larry. Uh, She says, I'm I'm used to it by now. So I start doing my, my walkthrough to assess the night's damage. Also, I should add, I live in East Coast Canada. So we get snow and we put salt on the sidewalks to prevent slipping. So the bar floor is also covered in salt, yeah. along with, I'm sure, an entire keg of beer and spills. 
I went back to the private room, and as soon as I opened the door, I'm hit with that dank-ass smell of puke. The room is totally destroyed. Chairs broken, (laughs) the Christmas decor all over the place. The fake Christmas tree is torn apart. Chaos, but no sight on the vomit. But I can smell it. So by this time, my GM comes in and she comes and takes a look. I'm in the corner of the room. There's a beautiful black pea coat on the floor. She wants to make make us aware that I have gloves on. Okay. She has gloves (laughs) on everybody. I pick it up and lo and behold, the biggest pile of vomit I've ever seen. I had to clean it up with a shovel. It was that. That is a lot of vomit. Vomit. So because of the extensive damage to the room, my boss and I start watching the cameras from the night before to see if we can figure out what or who destroyed this room. (laughs) Was it a moose? I know, seriously. (laughs) Was it a brown bear? Um, Of course, it's a bunch of women I went to high school with. Now... (laughs) 30 to 35-ish, completely ruining this room. And I mean, dancing on the pool table in salt boots, (laughs) throwing Christmas decorations around. And of course, we caught the notorious vomiter. Fast forward a few hours and the bar is back to normal. And I'm sitting enjoying a coffee with my coworkers before heading out and the phone rings. (gasps) What do you know? Someone lost their debit card and wanted to know if it was turned in. It was. Oh, boy. And guess who it was, everybody? One wild guess. Place your bets right now. Come on, let's all do it. Okay. It was Vomit Shovel Girl. This Holy was shit. I know. This is amazing. So she says, this was a high school bully. One of those girls who is better than everyone else. So the GM says to me, she's on her way to get it. Stay here. I'm going to confront her. <laughs> she, she shows up and the first words out of the GM's mouth were, you owe us a cleaning fee. Confused and trying to act innocent, she explains, oh, it wasn't me. I was barely there. I just stopped in to say hi to my friends. (laughs) You must have me confused. The GM says, we literally just spent 45 minutes watching you all destroy this room. You vomited on the floor and didn't tell any of the staff, then threw your peacoat over it and left. Jesus. We have the tapes if you'd like to watch yourself. Would you? We've got tapes. We've got so much on you right now. <laughs> Seriously, call the Royal Mounted Canadian Police. She got charged for a cleaning fee. And I got a little bonus for having to clean puke with a shovel. And I also got the satisfaction of seeing a high school bully get front confronted about being a crap person. Probably too long for a listener story. No, no, it's not. No, never. Never. But I figured you guys might enjoy this. Love the pod. Found you as when you joined up with LPN. Godspeed and good tips. Okay. Um, Well, first of all, kudos to you for having certainly a job that is not for the squeamish. Okay. No. It is not for the squeamish. Um, and this is Kate that we're talking back to. Um, listen, there is nothing more beautiful than being able to get uh, physical <laughs> and visual evidence on a former high school bully who <laughs> clearly, you know, listen, I, I don't know if they started out with mom wine, then moved on to some some shots and then some cheap beer or what have you. 
It takes a special kind of drunk to start tearing down a Christmas tree. I only say this because I know it personally. <laughs> um, there was a New Year's Eve uh, at Michigan State University where a bunch of us were back uh after holidays with our folks and everyone else because I lived in a place with eight people for one year it was a flop house there's no nice way to put it it was a horrible vomit infested flop house so we all come back have a little party and the other roommates who were like we're not gonna be back until the second week of you know semester blah 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 hated this one girl who lived down in the basement and she had had all these corny Christmas decorations up everywhere this really has nothing to do with anything. I'm a corny Christmas person. But after But you're saying you went there is what you're saying. We went there. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys that uh, right around the ball dropping, we all took every ornament off of the tree, started throwing glass ornaments at each other, smashing them, stomping them. We took her, uh, oh God, her stockings some elves, some other shit that was hers, and we burned it on the grill in the front yard. Oh, no, yeah. Burke Van Poplin! Confessions of Burke yeah. Van Poplin! Here's the thing, though. You were like 20? 19? 20. These 20. ladies, Kate, are talking about 30 to 35. You, you think you in, would, in a, in, a, in, a, in a public, in a bar. I know. Someone, you know what I mean? Like I'm just trying to at least relate where I'm like, who tears apart Christmas? And I'm like raising my hand where I'm like, I did. Um, <laughs> we woke up. I mean, like everybody's family kind of every year, if you celebrate that, can tear apart Exactly. Christmas, exactly. <laughs> But the airlines, they yeah. terrify them. Anyway. <laughs> but it is it is beyond fitting that, of course, the person did the puking absolutely left their card behind. That's a no brainer. When somebody says to me it's the biggest pile of puke I've ever seen, my mind just really goes for it. <laughs> like I'm thinking like a, I'm thinking like a drum of vomit. Like, I mean, yeah, not that I've seen huge piles of vomit in my life, but. Boy, oh boy. Big I like to entertain that. Big enough pile of vomit to sacrifice a winter coat over. Which yeah. in Canada. In that's, Canada. Right. <laughs> that was no good. a very guilty mind who was like, I yeah. will suffer the cold to not get if caught. If the sidewalks are salted, don't give up your coat as a Chicagoan for 13 years. You know, it's you're gonna need that. Unless you're so wasted. You're you just you're just getting hypothermia and you can't even feel it, which sounds like that's but the case. I, I also love that she went to that drunk place where you're like, I'm now a criminal and a fugitive, but I'm gonna outsmart the night staff. And this was her workaround. <laughs> She's like, I'll put a coat over it. No one will know the difference. <laughs> I'll never be caught. And then like in the coat is her ID. Like uh, different receipts with her name on it, most likely, you know. She's probably like, yeah, she's like texting one stare, Larry, <laughs> you up. <laughs> <laughs> Brian just gave me the total eye roll. He's the one star Larry side, I can tell. How dare you, Brian? <laughs> How dare you? Good Lord. Well, Godspeed and good tips to you, Kate. Thank you Absolutely. so much for sending in that story. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, you guys. Next story. Here we go from at Oh, we'd be loving it. 
Uh, hello, y'all. Matthew here. He used to work at a bakery cafe here in Florida with loads of older people and Bible study groups. I've experienced a variety of complaints is what I'm saying. This is my favorite of them back then. After working breakfast, lunch, then clocking back in for prep dinner, a yoga mom comes up and wants a refund. I do the, okay, let me get my manager thing. While the manager is issuing a refund for a $90 to go order, the yoga mom starts to explain why she wants a refund, saying she can't eat angry food. I've got poor social skills and start laughing so quickly, rushing to the back of the house so as not to laugh in her face. <laughs> I've been fired once for similar reasons. <laughs> but she was unhappy because the person wasn't smiling while prepping her order. <sighs> but now I've joined a third shift at, uh, at, as a night baker. So... No more customers. Thank God, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, you are you were not put in this world to keep a straight face around angry yoga moms. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe if Matthew was prepping, he would be like smiling and like laughing at least at the same time. And then Well, why do you think that? Maybe because his handle is weed be loving it. <laughs> But 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 bud. That's what I'm gonna say. Bud bud bud, bud bud bud. Um okay. I hope we don't get so sued. You all know my tales, which we might even have to dedicate a full episode if I can also I still know two old co-workers from the Candle Cafe, the vegan place uh-huh. on the Upper East Side. And so it I was, would love that. Oh, God. It was just filled with yogis and shamans. There was a guy who came in who one day I got into a fight with him. He brought like an open pitcher of raw goat milk. Like he just Mm -hmm. had it on him and he had it under the table. And I mean, I'm just saying the level of, you know, and this is a vegan place. Like, like the owners, it was before we were even open and the owner slapped a fucking yogurt out of my hand. I was eating like to have nourishment before the shift started. It was that level. So like you'd have these vegans, they'd come in wearing fur coats and the owners would be like, you have to leave, you know? So this guy comes in with, with like a carafe of raw goat milk. And I was like, sir, I I don't want the owners to have to tell you this, but I'm like, you can't have like open, uncultured, unpasteurized, just like free Roman milk. Mm-hmm. on the floor under your table and he goes I'm doing a worm cleanse and he got really Ooh. mad at me he's like I'm trying to cleanse myself of parasites like this is the level of gross but also entitled like he was like a millionaire doing a parasite cleanse and do was- you want the worms to get me <laughs> do you want the worms to take over my brain I need this goat milk <laughs> I'm like sir the worms have arrived they have taken over your brain. Yeah, I think it's too late, dude. <laughs> Captain Worm clocking in for duty. Let's terrorize. It's really this. It's the, well, the worms share the same brain is how it works, you see. So if I've painted any sort of energy, it was insane rich entitled New York people who would come into this vegan restaurant and absolutely had a woman come in for her smoothie 
and take it and we weren't smiling enough and she just started saying I hate your energy to me oh my god I know she was just like I hate your energy she looked at my coworker Jazz she was like I hate your energy you're all what's wrong with my day you know and then like storms ah, out drinking you're the angry ones I'm not angry she I like just, then she <laughs> ran down the street and she flipped over a taxi truly <laughs> and you're just like yeah okay I'm okay have a good day in therapy you know with your like $600 an hour psychotherapist but just this is such a it's a thing we're with you all right Matthew so sorry you were so right to laugh in their face so kudos to you my friend (laughs) I actually like prefer angry food because it has flavor namaste motherfucker hello Brooke and Andrea I am a new listener who is in love with this podcast and have passed this along to my old industry friends thank you thank you I've been out of the industry for close to six years now but the memories I have will stay with me forever I used to night manage a two-floor pub in Vancouver, British Columbia that was literally right beside the community dump. (laughs) (laughs) These places. You can imagine what lovely smells would waft from that landfill during the long dog days of summer. Not only that, but I bet you can guess the type of clientele that would also drift in and out of those doors. Most of the times, it was a blue-collar group of people having a happy hour drink after a long day. In the later hours, 9 p.m. and onward, the place on odd nights would quickly turn into a cavalcade of degenerates and wannabe drug dealers. You know, makes sense. Sure. As the managers were more preoccupied with their more successful and popular pub closer downtown this place was run all by myself oh god not even sure if that was legal probably not the wait staff was usually gone by like nine or ten as it was hit or miss if this place would even be busy and if there was a bouncer they would often leave to help out the more successful place i had to pour all the drinks run all the food until 11 and keep these people under control by myself I never had to call the cops, but I was very close on many occasions. <laughs> As mentioned before, this place was two freaking oh floors. God, by oh, yourself? Yes. I remember. I could not see anyone who was upstairs, and that's where shenanigans would often get up to. You know, the upstairs was a drunken rumpus room for these people, and I constantly had to clean up a broken stools, glassware, and snuck in alcohol. Fuck. I brought this up to some of the owners many times, and to my dismay, it fell on deaf ears. Sometimes it would be open till 2 or 3 in the morning, and I'd have to kick all these people out. I would use a high-pitched noise, almost like a super loud mosquito, (laughs) to blast over the sound system to push these people out at the end of the night. I mean, I always said, like, if their ears are a-bleeding, they must be a-leaving. Right, Brooke? Don't I always say that? You always say that. Getting drugged up and wasted people out of a bar is a bit of an art sometimes. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Honestly, it was an interesting time and I'm happy to look back on it. I truly believe my ability to multitask so well had to do with my three year stint at this place. Thank you for reading on this podcast. You have an amazing show, Lucas. Oh, oh fuck. God. Lucas. I mean, anytime you have to go upstairs any anyway, which I've had to do, I've had to work places with stairs. I've fucking fallen downstairs waiting tables. But 
it's true i can, being a one man show is hard enough but like just being like oh there's a fuck den up there Yes. And whatever, whatever happens, happens. Just an absolute, like, where you're like, downstairs, I'm sort of in control. Upstairs is Roadhouse. You know, oh like, God. I don't know. I, it's, and they know it. They go upstairs because they know you can only get out from behind the bar and once I'm, I'm an like, hour. To- totally, like, picturing that, like, upstairs, there's, like, a flight of stairs and there's like a landing and you can see the other side and there's like a green glowing light like coming from upstairs and like snarling noises <laughs> in the smoke machine it's it is so like because and also just exactly trying to get people to leave like I, of course you all know Andrea and I service industry people we like to think our manners our understanding our empathy is always on point I have been very guilty of uh, not leaving a bar when people have asked yeah. me to oh yeah absolutely um, I can get a little stubborn it's not rudeness it's it's just the drunkenness but oh yeah I mean like the fact that he had to use borderline um I mean, also, is it possible to get drunk enough that a dog whistle would work on you? You know? <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Or it was, it's just so annoying that people are like, ah, you know. Right. It's just, it's it's much better than that sign. Closing time. Oh, you know that one they, they play. When people do um, that move. Oh, my God. I want to talk, too, about... Um, this loyalty Lucas has right. for this place to do this for three years and to be a one man show for three years. And I think we've all gotten ourselves into situations like this where we have maybe overstayed our welcome at certain places we've worked at because you have weird loyalties and that's just the kind of person you are as a human. So like I'm, sh- and I love that they look fondly back on this time, right. but I'm sure leaving this place was like a, the biggest weight off the shoulders Such a situation. Relief. Or if after that you got another job and you're like, oh, other jobs aren't like this. <laughs> no. I no, am no, no, not no. I am not playing the role of Tom Cruise in Cocktail and also Patrick Swayze <laughs> in Roadhouse all in one. That is um, a dueling soundtrack of a place, I've gotta ooh, say. That'd be a really fun my... mashup of bar movies. <laughs> awesome, awesome story. <laughs> All right, so we are getting toward the end of this episode. Andrew and I each have a story left. Hope you guys are enjoying mm-hmm. this. Let's move on, shall we? Okay. Hi, Brooke and Andrea. I'm so excited to share with you this story from what had to be one of the worst brunch services ever. Although horrifying at the time, it is fun to look back and laugh, right? Isn't it funny? It's fun now, guys, right? <laughs> like 15 years later, like, it was it was funny. Oh, God. So our writer says, to give some background, I worked a half year for the spring summer season at a bustling family owned cafe in a well to do Canadian suburb. Come on, Canada coming through for us. When you let us into your country, Canada, we're coming to tour there first. What do you say, Andrea? Yeah, yeah. We absolutely. have to do a can. Like, those will be our first live shows. Swear to God. Get so let us in <laughs> if we can get out of here from our dirty, dirty, fucked up country. We love you, Canada. Okay. So the owner operator had no experience in the service industry, rather, worked in insurance his whole life. Oh, of course, that's a classic owner. Oh, God. He thought it would be nice and an easy retirement project to buy and run a cafe. 
No need to elaborate further on why that is a terrible, terrible idea. But that probably gives some context for this man's complete lack of understanding on how to operate his business. So he said, I got a layoff for the slow winter season, which was expected, but I found myself really needing to get rehired earlier than I anticipated. I heard that their chef was fired and they had no one to run their Sunday brunch. I have no formal or professional kitchen experience, just uh, love cooking at home. So I thought, hey, I could do that. I texted the owner asking if he can bring me back on and I can step into the kitchen to run the brunch while hopefully being able to pick up some extra barista shifts during the week. Wow, that is ambitious. Okay, the plan worked. I was rehired. Now, this was a small and manageable brunch service for one person to run in the kitchen, which is the most amount of people that could work in the back anyway, as it was very tiny, consisting of only an electric four-coil stovetop and oven. Oh, my God. And a few extra small appliances, nowhere near the typical commercial-grade kitchen setup. Couple months in, things are going well, and up comes Mother's Day, which we all know is the day for brunch. <laughs> it really is like the reckoning, you know? Yeah. Really is. The owner decides this is the day that we're going to make a killing, you know? We switch to a buffet format for the day, and he fills a reservation book. Morning of, while prepping, I find out how many reservations he took exactly. He booked every table in the cafe for 10 a.m., then again oh. for 11 a.m., then oh. again for 12 p.m., and oh, then God. again for 1 p.m. No oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no staggering. Just everybody come in right as we open at 10 with the expectation that they will be fed, willing to leave, paid up, and table all bust within an hour. So... If you guys aren't already shitting your pants, this was definitely not set up for success here. And he just filled it with a ha 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 ha. Oh, God. Shit. This is nuts. Okay. Given the small kitchen, being one person, and the massive amount of food I needed to make for this service, I I'm unable to get the brunch out in time. I mean, no yeah, shit, yeah. Sherlock. It is 10.30 before the platters come out to the warming trays. And within an instant, the hungry... <laughs> Words demolish demolish oh everything I just put down. Oh God. It was total chaos and my heart sunk as I realized I needed to start a bunch of items again. <laughs> as soon as something was done, I would bring it out and it would be gone again. <laughs> The only thing available at the buffet for most of the service was this horrible sliced ham steak. <laughs> the cheapest ones you could buy. Oh, I felt so bad for the guests who just wanted a nice Mother's Day brunch, but instead were met with an hour wait to get seated for an 11 a.m. reservation followed by a buffet of sliced ham and not much else. <laughs> After the sweat, Horror and guilt. We <laughs> seriously. We after the sweat, horror, and guilt, we finally wrapped up service. <laughs> I came in a few days later and looked at the schedule, seeing that I had shifts but was no longer working Sunday. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair, you know, but apparently it wasn't him. The owner canceled all Sunday brunches going forward, but didn't mention it to anyone. That was fine with me, as I think we both suffered a fair amount that day and didn't want to relive it. 
Thanks for all you two do with the podcast. I'm so happy you were introduced to the last podcast network as that is how I discover it. It is so, I know, right? We love them too. It is so fun hearing the tales and misdeeds of many like me. Wishing you the best, Gary. Oh God, Gary. Gary. Gary got through that day. He can do anything with his life now. Like that is like one of those days that you're just like, you you're you're so you're like you're like in the sunken 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 extra depths of hell of weeds yeah and you can't see your way out and and yet here he is telling us the tale telling us the tale all of these like you know we we've covered mother's day and mother's day adjacent items you know before on this podcast and there is so much riding on a day when other people are in charge of mother and we all know it's going to go terribly because mom's usually in charge yeah, you know, absolutely. And so, not only did you bone it, <laughs> then it's Mother's Day. These poor Day. people, though, like who are just like, well, what do we do? We're just sitting here. I wonder how many tables there were. Did he say that? I don't think he did. He but didn't like, say, but that again, he perfectly painted stupid oh, owners yes. who are just oh, like, yes. I'm rich from another industry. I'll just and go just ahead like, and fill the reservation it. book. They'll just like eat a buffet and then leave, right? They'll just take a little bit of food, right? Ham steak, yeah. Wow. Just whoa. I truly, that was like a gut wrenching laugh. Be only, not at you, with you. I know the horror. Absolutely. I know the horror all too well. I I got like, I got scared when you were reading that story. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what is he? Did he live? Did, did he live? <laughs> is this a ghost sending in a telegram? <laughs> Oh, we did Ghost of a Telegram. Truly. Oh my God, I'm gonna That's have amazing. bad. I'm gonna have bad dreams tonight after reading this I many. Know. This many surfaces. I'm totally gonna stories. have a weight mirror. I mean, seriously, seriously. Impossible. Okay. All right, last story. Here we go. Here is my apple martini story. Oh my God, I love this. Coming off our big cocktail uh, triple episode, I will forewarn you that the apple martini is only a small role in the story. Okay. During pre-COVID days, on the first Wednesdays of each month, our restaurant would be the gathering place for Saddle Club. Myself and my work wife, Emily, are always the servers for this gathering. We call ourselves the queens. (laughs) What is Saddle Club, you ask? We define it as a group of old people that used to ride horses. It is typically 40 people all above the age of 65 and they are all placed in our, I'm sorry, Brian, and they're all placed in one of our additional dining rooms away from the main dining area. The Saddle Club members assigned to be the host for that month will come early to decorate for whatever season or holiday is near. Okay. I mean, I know these groups. I, 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 I know what's happening. This is like old school meetup, you know, meetup.com. Yes. Oh, yes. Once the rest of the members start arriving, they partake in a cash cocktail bar for an hour. This means that we will take drink orders from a cluster of old moldy moldies, (laughs) race to the back to make the drinks and race them back with drinks such as scotch and water, cheap house wine and bottled beer. They hand us cash and we turn around going to the cash register, which is up front uh, at the complete opposite end of the restaurant. It never fails that we forget which gray haired man gave us the increment of money for which drinks. Sometimes I just walk around with their cash in my book until they ask for their change. (laughs) (laughs) This brings me to the apple martini. One of the Saddle Club members always brings his mother. So she's got to be in her 90s. This little old lady, dressed in a skirt and a blouse, dolled up with makeup and jewelry, always gets an apple martini. 
This is the one and only apple martini we serve each month. And we haven't seen these lovely folks since February. Yeah. So... There sits our apple pucker in Seagram's collecting dust. <laughs> After She's cocktail probably hour, dead now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> After cocktail hour, they settle in, usually sitting in the same spot they did the month prior, order from a limited menu, and enjoy their meal. As soon as they order, we get the coffee brewing so they can enjoy it after while they're eating their house dessert. Our house dessert is made by an 80-year-old woman named Dorothy and some of her call her Dorth Vader. It's a Czech cereal and coconut crust with a block of ice cream on top and a chocolate drizzle. That sounds amazing. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. We also try to get an extra piece or two from the cooks or hope that one of the folks will pass on their dessert so we can eat some. Of course, I fucking... I love devouring extra food with my work wife, by the way. Yep, uh, who doesn't? Yep. After dessert, they have their monthly meeting and then they go off. This is really such a fun thing to do. Even though they keep us running back and forth, we always look forward to it. It's been months since we've seen them, and we really, really do miss it. At one of the last Saddle Club nights, one of the ladies had a super squinty eyes and the biggest smile. I absolutely died as I told Emily through my laughter, that's what I'll look like when I'm high. (laughs) Throughout that evening, whenever we were crossing paths, we would squint our eyes at each other and grin from ear to ear. I hope you enjoy my story. Good health and good tips, Simon. This story's great. We ended on a sweet note. I fucking love this. I mean... We you know, you kind of read the story and you assume it's like, oh, it might be a pain in the ass, but like the endearingness of like this like monthly thing that, uh, yeah, like like Simon says, it's a pain in the ass, but everybody, they love it. And then it's this bondship between the two of them. Right. I love this and story. I love too that it's just like, he's like my, my work wife and I, we both always call that shift. We know they're coming. So it's like you have expectations set. Of what you're going to make. You know it's going to be this kind of night. And you just get run around by these people. Because let's face it. We are all in the service industry now. And there's no way that when we're in our 60s or 70s. That we're going to slow down and not be meeting our gray haired friends. Oh yeah. In a bar for a meetup and having fun. And so don't don't underestimate or be rude or dismissive uh, to the older generations. I know they can be a pain in the ass at times, but we're all going to get there, my friend, and, and you got to pay They're probably missing Saddle Club so hard right now. Right? I mean, it's got to be, especially like when you get to a certain place in your life and it's just like you kind of have like these repeat things you do over and over again that really like help, you know, socialization and like being around people and it, it really... It's tough for so many people right now to, like, not have other people to see and talk to and interact with. I think we're all feeling that. Absolutely. And I think the takeaway is you can have really cute, awesome inside jokes with your coworker, but still treat, oh my them, God. treat them like gold, the customer. Because these are Absolutely. people. These are grandma Nothing and Nothing gets you through the shift more than that shit. Inside jokes are my favorite thing in the world about waiting tables the weird shit you do with your coworkers to get through the night oh my god it's the best and and i you know what here going forward i suggest any of you who has a work wife or work hubby uh you guys need to come up with a name for your twosome now oh it's totally true i mean you you can't take the queens because it's taken simon and emily can't have the queens no absolutely oh i think that was good that That was was it that's uh our first round and just just trying it out 
So many amazing server submitted stories, you guys. We were so happy we got to share them with you today. It's so fun to comment, relate to, and just get this big picture. Serving is just such a universal experience and being able to hear from you guys writing in from all over the country or writing in from abroad just brings that point back home that we all do this job that has the same flow we speak the same language we have the same bright spots and we all have the same level of annoyances and pet peeves and grievances and it is so awesome that you guys join us and spread the word to your friends um because truly this is the andrea i have to say coolest thing ever is connecting with a bunch of servers from all over. i agree i was thinking about it yesterday and i was like that the episode we were doing and i was like I was like, people are relying on us <laughs> to tell their stories. We, I know, I know. But that's my favorite thing. We want to amplify your stories. We want to put it out there. And g- please believe us that as soon as things are safe, like we are so excited to look at a live show somewhere oh, in the distant yeah, future. And like, like I said, we'll have some exciting new news coming for you very soon so we can all yeah. get more active with each other in general absolutely all right well thank you for listening to a very fun i'm just gonna call this a server submitted episode you yeah, guys server submitted episode i think that's a great title Brooke. it's so great <laughs> um and we will be back with regular topics um for you guys in september and beyond thank absolutely. you absolutely thank you so much for always supporting listening you can send server submitted stories to sideworkpod at gmail.com or you can drop them into our uh dms on instagram at sidework podcast uh please listen to everything on the last podcast network yeah they're the best don't forget to you know rate and review you can go on and read one star larry's review if you want leave a review there yourself while you're on it hilarious one star larry this one's for you one star larry all right well until next week you know what we say oh godspeed and good tips you guys have a great week Thank you.